episode of Speakers of Heidland is made possible by our generous patrons. Special thanks to our supreme and master speakers, Omeji Cat Comet, Erisu Yamakawa, Alex Franco AV, Winebow Brood, Psyche, Azuta Starbreeze, Cletus Oreo, Nina Grimstarter, Lily Black, Bob CC, Mikta Rappentau, Sapa Chakwatol, Edwin, Arcadia Lunashine, Pamela Isley, Camille Grinnell, Elenriel Maximus, Codrith Novelist, Mira Miri, Suno Shikano, Celesto Notrell, Lazy Boy, A Wild Sarah, Luke Osborne, Pandalu Storm Arrow, Tex, Kai Lin, Anathus Moonscar, Arthur Law, Beridan Derard, Saipop, Spencer Christmas, Noi Fafnir, Cheshire Saltiri, Celine Deloon, Woobster Wolf, Face on Masher, Severa, Circa Barakil, AJ Brainswordson, and Kazran. Support the show and become a patron today at patreon.com slash speakersxiv. Thank you. Welcome to Speakers of Fidel on episode 335. I'm Lakeel Bravestone and I'm joined today by Georgie Whiston and Mail of Anadar. And no, I didn't forget to say Rollo's name. Oh god. Uh, Rollo That's isn't right. here today. It's me, Mela Vanadar. <laughs> Mela Vanadar. Sorry. Uh, yes, uh, it is just three of us today. Uh, uh, Rollo, almost said Georgie. Rollo had to, uh, had, is busy. <laughs> so we, mm. it was a last minute thing. So um, it's just us uh, today, um, but I think we'll be fine. Uh, it is episode 335, January 28th, 2023, and today we're going to talk about Valentine's Day, which is coming up, uh, and we'll also be reading Mogmail. That's sort of the main thing today, because we've only have been able to read a couple of Mogmails today, so a big chunk of the show today is just to get Mogmail previously. Uh, so today we're just going to get through some Mogmail today. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's the show. Uh, stay tuned for the post show. Remember, we'll be answering questions from the syndicate. Um, and that's, that's it. That's all, uh, that's all we have today. <laughs> that's all we have. What a great introduction. That's all we oh. have, guys. Um, we have a lot of little things to talk about. Yes, yes. The reason why we're, yeah, we, we, have, we have a lot of uh, smaller things that we're going to talk about today. Um, before we go uh, any further, we have to do some channel updates. Um, because the MGP Grand Finale, which is what we're covering, that's why the show starts half an hour later for patron. Uh, sorry, half an hour later for everyone, but for patrons, there's... Okay, I'll restart that sentence. We're covering MGP for the patrons, which is the Norwegian selection for Eurovision. Uh, that, unfortunately, is in a time slot um, that is um, not great for the podcast because it, it ends like half an hour after or i think well let's say 30 minutes after the podcast should have started that's why the podcast starts half an hour later than usual on the 4th of february is the grand final and unfortunately it is longer than the semi-finals so it's an, an hour or so longer which means we have to shift um the day for the next episode episode 336 
to Sunday, the 5th of February. Um, as far as I know, I don't know if we haven't exactly decided on a time, I'm now realizing. Are we... Do- I, we have to figure I that out now. I suspect it would be regular podcast time. Yeah, okay. So it's it's regular podcast time on Sunday. So that means there will not be a Sunday stream, like a normal stream. It won't be CK3 on Sunday. It'll be podcast on Sunday. Okay. Uh, also, um, this is technically recent events, but we don't have it in our show notes because it's ongoing. But we are, of course, keeping track of where how the uh, Omega Ultimate race is going. Um, do we want to talk What's about that the briefly? Like hold the Omega Protocol. There you go. No, Mayla, you were supposed to let the oh, kill say. Sorry, it. I thought I, you didn't I don't know remember. too. Uh, yeah, uh, well, let's talk about that. Let's, you know what, let's go to recent events so it feels like we've actually entered the podcast, so let's do that. Alright, let's talk about um, the uh, Omega Protocol. Uh, still yeah, not as of the recording of this episode, uh, January 28th. Uh, still not been uh, beaten. Um, it's been all go Ladies and gentlemen, since it came out on Tuesday, twenty mm-hmm. fourth, um, yeah, let's throw it to our um, Ma- yeah. ultimate correspondent, right. our sports uh, correspondent, Mayla. Yeah, it's been um, it's been neck and neck uh, on the uh, flogs page mm-hmm. for most of the week between Neverland being in first place and uh, Kindred being in second, um, with a few others here and there. Mm-hmm. Phase one was cleared pretty quickly. Yeah. Didn't look too rough. We could do it, probably. Do you want to describe what each phase looks like, even if you don't necessarily sure. describe the mechanics? Phase one is Omega in you know normal bug form. Yeah. Like, it looks like a little beetle, the normal Omega form from 07. Mm-hmm. On mm-hmm. 11? 11, 11? 11? Uh, 011, yeah. 011. Um, fairly simple. Three mechanics. It's just a checker to make sure you you can you can do the fight. Mm-hmm. Phase two, Omega M and F. Pretty tough. This one took a little while. Um, it has some reasonably difficult mechanics in terms of positioning. Um, and sharing damage, um, and quite a tough DPS check. Mm-hmm. Omega th- phase three goes back to just being called Omega. Um, and this is the O twelve look, you know that like f- sort of fuse thing with you know you the know O twelve S look. Oh, the O twelve yeah. S, the final, the final yeah, phase. Yeah, the yeah, the yeah. the secret yeah. phase from O twelve S. It starts immediately with Hello World, um, and it doesn't get much Lovely. easier from there on out. It's really really tough. That's a real war. That took, I think, phase three took about a over a day to clear. That Mm -hmm. was a tough one. That was the first wall. Uh Um, And then phase four kind of looks very similar. It's, you know, very similar to that model. Mm -hmm. And that's an easy phase. That took... It was cleared overnight or something. Yes. No, not there. Okay. Phase five, this is where we're at now. So as of this recording, Neverland in first place again, 72% best Mm -hmm. pull on on phase five. They've done 688 pulls so far. Think about that. Mm Um. This is like That's a golden a version of Omega M and F. Uh-huh. Um, no one's really seen much of the phase other than it does 
a lot at once. It spawns fists on you, which do different things. And then the edges of the arenas have these rotating fists. Sometimes they go clockwise, sometimes they go counterclockwise. I don't really understand that one. I've not managed to get my head around it. Mm. I vaguely understand the Hello World, but I don't understand this at all yet. Right, okay. Yeah. Pretty... We believe there's a phase six. Okay. Because of various things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think there's some stuff floating around yeah. of, of what the last phase will be. So mm-hmm. it's not confirmed, obviously, because of that. It could be something else, but... We're fairly confident there's going to be at least one more phase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've talked so about the fact that... that we're not... Yeah, go on, Gary. So the fact we're not even at the final phase yet, I'm really excited about that. I love any, like, ultimate race that takes more than a week, <laughs> and we're currently on track for that, but we'll see. Maybe they'll clear the next couple of phases really quickly in the next couple of days. Yeah. I would be super surprised on... Because the... phase five has taken about... Two... Well, over two days so mm-hmm. far with... 30% prog. Yeah. So this is a massive wall. It is. It's really crazy. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me for the, the previous uh, ultimates, but we're surely getting up there now in like t- time. To They're around five days on average, I think. Yeah. Yeah, most multi- most ultimates don't take more than a week. Right. No. Right. Bahamut was the hard, really hard one because that was the first one. Yes. Yes. Well, I don't know if it was necessarily harder, it was just because they were unfamiliar with what to well, expect. Yeah. So that, yeah, that but one that, that's, that one holds the records for the longest ultimate. I believe today. so. It's something like 13 days. Yeah, it yeah. was crazy. Most of the rest have been under a week. But I think how, all the rest have been under a week. We, we talked about um, data mining, which is what you mm-hmm. alluded to earlier. Um, how that ruined the previous, ult- not the previous, but the it one before. It ruined Ultima. Yeah, Ultima. With Ultima. the woke yes. mechanic. Uh, and that soured yeah. that race entirely. There's been nothing that I'm aware of in this one that has indicated that people have been able to clear things due to that. Okay. Well, that's good. No, the only thing that's come out of this one is some, an issue we will talk about mm-hmm. in, we will. later on in recent events. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing that I've seen any cheating, any data mining. Right. The only thing that I know is because there was a model. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mm-hmm. think people have, have data mined like sound tracks like it's music to try and figure it out but yes. no mechanic stuff okay well that's good so they've learned their lesson i think yeah um okay well there you go um ultimate we're on ultimate watch uh until uh until it's beaten uh it might happen while we're doing this uh so if that happens that's... chat let us know well y- it can well, because remember not everyone is reporting no that is true yes. no that's the true really the real high-enders I think are way ahead of the curve. So yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, that could happen. Um, okay, well, um, let's talk about uh, some uh, some other stuff. Uh, we will get back to uh, Omega uh, and that issue that Mela uh, teased earlier. I know you're all thinking about it, chat. Uh, don't worry, we will talk about it. Uh, but first, uh, uh, Valentine's Day. Um... Ugh, everyone's least favorite uh, <laughs> seasonal event character. Yeah, well, apparently, well, no. Yeah, I don't know if that's true because she's the most popular. Yeah, it's interesting. Where is Bert? Bring back Bert. Bert. Justice for Bert, dude. Um, Wednesday, February first, until Wednesday, February fifteenth. That's when Valentine's Day will will kick off and end. Valentine's Day. Yes, yes, it will. 
Uh, I'll read the little text blurb that comes with this um, announcement. Tis the season of ardor and affection. And as per, per the custom, cities and residential areas, the realm over shall be bedecked with an impressive array of rosy decorations that promise to inspire feelings of love in all who behold them. Lisette de Valention seeks an adventurer's assistance in a matter of the heart, but from her troubled expression one can only guess the sort of mission that awaits. Um... But these events are usually, you know, the storylines for Valentine's are usually a bit mediocre. Oh, that's generous. Yeah. Looking at the art, I'm going to have to assume the character that we hate, whatever her name is, is With... going on a date. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, that's the impression I got. Mm hmm. When she's got her maid servant or whatever to try and get her dolled up for her, you know, her date. Yeah. Yeah. I. I have to say i don't care about her love life or her <laughs> well i mean the, i mean to be fair this that is the that is uh, you know the ho holiday or whatever the seasonal event is about love so it's gonna have to deal with well, that. We get, in a lot of them this is a very common thing they do in events now is once you've done the main quest you get like a repeatable where you get the random cutscenes with other npcs mm -hmm. their stories are always more interesting <clears throat> oh yeah i agree Lisette isn't a good character, in my humble onion. Well, Lizette's fine. Okay. Lizette's the adult one, isn't she? Okay. Yeah, Lizette's the adult, yeah. Oh, shit. What's her name? Yeah, I don't what? remember I don't even her remember her name. Her name. L lady. Little... Oh, speaking of, Little Lady's Day is a separate, again, uh, thank God, for... Good. yeah. Oh, Astrid well, yeah. is the child. Astrid! Astrid. Yeah. Yeah, she, no one cares about her. Right, right. Astrid sucks. Yeah. Astrid sucks, <laughs> and I'm guaranteeing we're getting just a, a quest, and then it's done. Mm -hmm. Long mm. gone are the days of that fun maze. <laughs> you dream of the fun maze of Valentine's Day. Cool. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. That was well designed. Yeah, as yeah, well. yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the the yeah, the uh, yeah. The. Uh, so there are three. Um, Rewards. Rewards. Mm -hmm. One is an outfit for male and female. Um, well, you will get the one specific, specific to yeah. your gender. You yeah, don't get so a choice. Think about two that. Two outfits. Think about that nat before you. you go and and finish that quest, so you get it for the gender you want. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Just, just yeah. Um, also, chocolate. The chocolate. Eat chocolate emote. Yeah, this is the thing now, I guess. Yeah, this is another one. This is the mobiles of of this year. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and a is that a carpet? Table. Oh, it's a no, table. It's, it's a desk. It's very. Is it, oh, it's, it's a, so a, low. A, a heart shaped yes, table. table. Yeah. Okay. A heart shaped table. It's very and no chairs. It's like a coffee table. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cute. Not, I like it. Yeah, it's like a coffee table. You're not supposed to sit. Oh, that's at a why it's so table. low. I see. Yeah, I you see. just chuck it in front of your couch in front of the fire. You, you pop your your coffee on it. You yeah. pop that little cigar in the ashtray on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I mean, I think it's nice. You can't see it, chat. You you'll have to imagine shape. it. Yeah, it looks like it a ball sack. That shape. is true. It is um, a ball sack. Well, yeah, it does. It to. To try and incorporate this in real life would be really awkward. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like the it, it, 
it's it's heart shaped but stylized as that like has testicles as testicles but it has like a long edge which you could use towards you and then keep mm, the, yeah. the bulb, bulbous part away from you that's I'm true. worried about the pointy the point to be oh, yeah, you won't want to get you won't want to get your shin bone stuck on that no oh yeah Ooh. yeah it's not it's not good you i like the emotes stuck underneath your kneecap yeah ish i mean I like, like a scallop. Uh, do i like the outfit <laughs> i don't like how triangular the skirt part is on the, the female outfit mm. it is very it, it looks like, like there's a wireframe underneath there yeah yeah, yeah. The male outfit's a little bit more stylish. So I realise now congrats. that I, I definitely should have put a slide up with the items on them <laughs> since we're yeah. describing them, but oh well. You get to feel how it's Don't like being an audio listener. Oh, I before think the we... male outfit looks... Yes. Finish this. Finish that thought, Kyrgyz. I think the male outfit looks much better, and I've seen a number of people that play women characters that would prefer to have the male outfit but don't you worry it'll probably be available next year when they put it on the loads uh on the mog station to purchase and they unlock it yeah i agree absolutely yeah, yeah. just uh, wait a year and pay for it i'm just gonna say this now this hello audio listeners <laughs> you've had a week haven't you <laughs> just want to just want to address this this was uh, if you're an audio listener you've had a week of speakers essentially uh where You've been rapidly caught up with the podcast uh, because it has been stuck and it has been stuck for a long time. And uh, <laughs> clearing that queue meant that there was one episode a day from like early December catching up to today so or yesterday or last week's episode. So Welcome sorry about that. Season. Welcome back. Welcome to the season. You are you officially in sync now. Do you, do you choose that release schedule or did the podcast uh, distributor do that? I had two options. I could either drop all of them at once, like a bomb, uh, which I thought that would be a lot, uh, or I could yeah. space them out. And I decided to just okay. space them out. So 24 hours between each episode. Um, okay. Anyways, uh, so welcome back. You are, you are officially caught up. Um, all right. Let's, uh, yeah. Anything else to say about this? Valention, don't really have many expectations for it. It is what it is. It's uh, one of the least... Just to say, um, chat are bringing good. up the Calamity Salvager option to switch, you know, like from the male to the female outfit if you change gender. What we're saying mm. is people who play female characters would like the male character on their female character and therefore you wouldn't necessarily be able to switch them or you'd have to switch them before they because they might make it so because it's not switching from one gender to the other you can't just change the outfit on the fly well, they you might do that though. with the old ones if you can do that, okay, then. But you can only have one at a time. Then. Well, it's it's based on which achievement you have. So if you don't have the item in your inventory, you go to the the salvage dude, and he will just do a check if you have the flag, and then check your gender, and then you will get it based on what oh, gender you currently have. Oh, it just unlocks the second achievement if they've gender. Unlocked. Oh, if there are different. I mean, we never have gendered achievements. No. No. So if well, you have the well, flag, we'll have to see. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's maybe how it can works. Get them both then. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, that's it for Valentine's anyway, Day. Time for something really important. Um. <laughs> Job pin badge promotion. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is just, we're just being, sh oh, I can use the soundboard.
We're being ch chills <laughs> for uh, um, Square Enix today. Uh, there's a job pin badge promotion going on on the online store, which means next, uh, if what? you buy a job pin... At no! If you buy anything. No. Oh. If you buy anything, you'll get a job pin. You get a random job pin. Oh, yeah, pin. sorry. What are, when you buy... Oh, I said buy a pin. Don't buy a pin. I guess I guess if you buy a job pin, you'll get another random job pin. What if you got the same job pin you as your can, random job pin? That would be infuriating. buy anything on the online store, you get yeah. a free random job pin. So... I want someone to purchase every job pin bar one. You can... Yeah, any bar one. And if you see if you get the missing one as your random job pin, mm, mm. see if they actually like read your order. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the it's a very short window. It ends on Friday the third of February, so gotta gotta yeah. go fast. I love this. This is yep. a wild promotion. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna turn off the soundboard, but it's so close to the bu <laughs> to oh, that <laughs> but. But anyways, <laughs> go buy go buy on go the online buy, store. Yeah. Um, okay. You only get one per order. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, okay. Uh, it doesn't include Reaper and Sage. Right. And that's true, true. Because they're way too cool right now. Yes. Um, okay. Moving on. Uh, they had, there's some important information from the top, uh, about purchase and subscriptions. Um, I'm just going to read this because it's a little dry, but, uh, here you go. Here's yeah. your PSA, uh, for, for the week. In late February, we are planning to change the payment processor used for purchases made on the Final Fantasy XIV MOG station, Final Fantasy XIV online store, and Square Enix account management sites. This change should not have an, an, an impact on most purchases, but we wanted to inform and clearly communicate to customers of any potential changes. The change should not impact customers who are currently enrolled in a recurring subscription plan. However, future updates to an existing recurring subscription, such as starting a new recurring subscription or making updates to the payment method on existing recurring subscriptions, will be processed through the new payment processor. Switching an existing recurring subscription... Oh my god, take... Take a, a, a sip every time I say uh, a recurring subscription. Switching an existing recurring subscription plan to the new payment processor will require the re-registration of their payment method. Although the current payment processor will continue to be available for a period following the change, we recommend updating an active recurring subscription after the change occurs, as this will help prevent any account access disruptions in the event that the current payment processor is no longer available. Good lord! <laughs> Furthermore... Some of the existing payment methods will no longer be available following the change. While we hope to reintroduce some of the discontinued payment methods over time, we recommend considering alternate payment methods in the meantime. We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause. Please see below for effective Sorry. payment methods. We recommend considering alternate payment methods in the meantime. I mean, yeah, <clears> because <throat> you're not making them available right now. Yeah. Unless you yeah, don't want to pay for the game anymore. But what's interesting is it says unavailable the, these payment methods I I can't really recognize unavailable payment methods JCB Cart Blue and SIPA so forth. Um, Apparently, one of these is very common in Germany. Oh, Deeper, probably. yeah, probably available payment Cart methods. Blue, maybe French. And one of these is a lie if you live in Europe. 
Available payment methods, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Discover, PayPal, Amazon Pay, PaySafe card. It's, it's not... Sorry, I'm, one of them is a lie if you live in my region. PayPal is not an option here. It is, it is, there's clearly a space for it, but it's not there. I don't think PayPal is available in my region either. Strange. I don't know why. It's like one of the biggest payment processors in the world. But, oh well. I'm not sure mm. if it is here. I think I use PayPal to add Krista to then buy things on the station. Oh, yeah. yeah. That means it's supported mm. in your... In I'm not sure if I can use it directly. Maybe I can. Hmm. It feels like maybe it was an EU thing, and then because we're not technically EU, they've not bothered to like implement yeah. it here. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Additionally, customers may notice other minor differences following the change. The manner in which credit card charges show up on billing statements... <laughs> statements may be slightly different or banks may request fraud verification oh, on purchases that used to be approved without such additional steps while the changes should not impact purchases we do recommend our customers to review any charges made after the change for due diligence purposes and to ensure that any charges for purchases are for purchases made from square enix i would hate that this would be so because you know how um, Square Enix is about chargebacks, and they're oh, essentially yeah. saying that there's a risk yeah. of this happening. Ima Say goodbye to your account if it, you get a charge. Can you imagine like they switch payment processor, and the bank's like, "Well, hold on, you've never purchased anything from this processor like this before," and then they charge back because they think it's fraud, and then Square Enix's like, "Oh, what are you doing? You do charge back on us?" <laughs> and then they just delete your account, which is what they do. That's how they react. That's like yeah, real. Very knee jerk. They get yeah, they get really mm. upset if you and get say, a charge Sorry, back. we accidentally destroyed your data disk. Yeah, we'll never be able to get that back. <laughs> yeah, that is gone forever. Um, it is possible that with a change in payment processor, transactions that previously had no issues are now declined. In such cases, please contact the Square Enix Support Center so we may look into it and resolve the matter with you. If you have any good questions... Luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> if you have any questions or concerns regarding the changes described in this announcement, please contact the Square Enix Support Center. All right. So there you go. Good luck, everyone. Uh, for the, Some of you will get chargebacks and you will lose your account. Uh, yeah. just, that's just life. Has begun. The roulette has begun. <laughs> Let's see who stands after this. Uh, all right. Uh, how awkward would it be? Let's like see who gets one of us. Cold. Yeah. We <laughs> mm. One of us can just never play the game again. <laughs> oh, um, all right. Uh, that's it. There's not much to say about that other than good. Maybe maybe just this means... Just keep an eye on when your billing yeah. statement's coming up, guys. And if yes. anything happens, do contact the support center early. Maybe... It would be safe to like cancel a recurring subscription if you're if you're actually worried. You might want to like and make a new well, one and you, make yeah. a if new you one. Use... Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're worried, I'm not. I'm. I mean, I'm going. I'm going all. <laughs> just going for it. Whatever happens, all, happens. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah. Fate will decide whether I play this game again. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's move on to something else. Um, the state of materia. Um, Moses. Yeah, <laughs> that is. We're talking about the data center here, the Oceanian data center. Um, one year in, how uh, we're. This is a piece written Time by Kotaku. Yes, it has. 
That is so incredible. So jealous of your artwork. Mm, yes. It's very cool. It is I'm cool. Ver I'm very happy with what we got. <laughs> Where? Yes. Why didn't they mm. make one for all the regions? That would be... Exactly. It would have been so nice. Yeah. It's a lot of work. <sighs> They're not going back to do that. No. They should fine. do. Um, okay. Uh, this is, a, like I said, is written by Kotaku uh, Australia. Uh, so um, just as a disclaimer. Uh, here we go. One year ago, January 25th, 2022, Final Fantasy XIV opened its Oceania data center named Materia, finally granting players from Australia and New Zealand five servers of our very own. With much lower ping than US servers and an English-speaking mm. player base that was difficult to find on Japanese servers, 14 players in the Australia and New Z in Australia and New Zealand finally in had a place Australia. just for us. Yeah, the Australia. Hmm. Now, one year on, how are things in Materia going? What have the Aussies and Kiwis done with our new servers? So, uh, I mean, this no, is obviously, this I is obviously, I think, going to be a little. I mean, it's it's from an Australian, so I'm assuming it's going to have some bias on their server. But the how mm. is? Um, didn't we look at a population chart for a chart for this data center? Was, we it did was see this recently. alarmingly low, wasn't it's it? It's very, it's very low. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ravana quickly became the most popular 14 server in Australia, with Sephiroth and Sophia not far behind. Bismarck is considered the unofficial New Zealand server in the 14 canon. Bismarck is a whale, and the beached as whale was from New Zealand. Do you have any concept as to what beached as bro is? No. What is that? It's a very specific main to this region of the country, oh. of the world, sorry. Um, it's just a stupid whale mm -hmm. that talks in a New Zealander accent. I see. Uh -huh. Okay. I, there's not much, like, to go into specifics would be uh, uninteresting. <laughs> okay, I see. Uh, okay. Um, and uh, then there's Servan. Poor Servan has become the least populous 14 server in Australia, stricken with a crazy bot problem. Wow. Fun. Okay. <sighs> Which one did you pick again, Gyogi? Sephiroth. Okay. That's all right. Good choice. In fairness, all of our servers have a bot problem because they're not as populous as the other data shards. There are shards. Mm. There are simply fewer of us in this part of the world. The population of Australia and New Zealand doesn't come close to the population of the US, Europe, or Japan, which leaves gaps for the bots to creep in. However, even bearing those numbers in mind, Servan is a standout. Hang out in the Gridania Etheroid Plaza and watch all the Alphabet Soup bots get their My Little Chocobo achievements. <clears throat> it's annoying, certainly, but at least it's not harmful. There is often real money trading advertising over shouts in the main cities, but at least they're easily dealt with. Report them and move on. Never involve yourself in RMT if you enjoy the game, because Granix is very strict about it, and it could lead to an account ban. Yeah, I was on my material <sighs> character there. Hmm. Yeah, Myla? I was just gonna say, right, saying, well, I was on... okay, Mela, finish your thought, and then Georgi. I was just saying that they're, they're not harmful seems a little bit wrong. I mean, if you don't interact yeah. with them, they don't affect your ability to enjoy the game. Yeah. I was on my Materia character the other day, like yesterday, actually. Um, uh, I'm surprised that you get shouts for these things in places other than the cities. Is what I noticed. I oh, was like, oh, I got one in South Stroud. I was like, that's new. That's oh. weird. I don't... So you have people pop. That feels like very like 
earlier Realm Reborn because that I remember it like does. early. But good lord, that's yeah. exactly what I was felt like. I was like, ooh, nostalgic. Taking me back <laughs> yeah. ten years ago. Yeah, you're getting more tells than normal because tells seem to be a bit of a thing of the past for RMT. Well, it's no, I'm not getting tells. It's okay. because you can't use tells as a trial account. Oh, that's so, true. Uh, yeah. And like free accounts, yeah. Um, the other major complaint to do with the low population is the ability to chew through content quickly. Generally, if it isn't current content or the treasure hunt for Tomes event isn't happening, you can expect to settle in for long queue times. This isn't an issue that's isolated to Materia, but our overall lower player count ex... ex what? Exacerbates. Oh, exacerbates the problem. Uh, for things like older non-required alliance raids on the eight-person raids, it can be hard to get a group. As a result, a lot of people are forced to rely on their free companies for help with completing this kind of content. Oh no, everyone's forced to rely on their guild, which is the whole point of a guild. Well, it must, might be hard to even get a guild going if well, the population is Well no, in that so case, well. fair. If the population is low and, you know, but come on. Isn't that nice that you have to actually use the free companies as free companies? Well, and yeah, yeah, it yeah. Feels more like on what you like about 14. Yeah. Right, Some people right. don't like the fact that this is an MMO mailer. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but... I know. It is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eureka and Bosia are side content that has large-scale end-game raids and require quite a few people to get through the base content as well. This has necessitated the emergence of dedicated groups that willingly take others through the content like Sherpas. Another of these specialist groups is the Materia Hunt community. At one point, a single, dedicated player was conducting all the Materia Endwalker hunt trains on his own, with help from scouts. Another, oh area, <laughs> yeah, another area having some difficulty is the large-scale PvP mode frontline. If players aren't on between 6 and 7 p.m. AEDT, they simply won't be able to play this mode. Well, you're not missing out on much. No, and also, that is... I mean, relatable to a certain extent. Like there, you, there are very specific times that you sh you have yeah. to be on to do PvP specifically on uh, most servers. You have a queue for frontlines in the morning. Oh, not possible. You, it takes hours. Yeah, I like this oh, paragraph yeah. though because it's like people have taken it upon themselves to help others enjoy the game. Like one guy doing all the hunt stuff and. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's like we have the rival revival wings projects and people doing your yeah. yeah. I like this. Yeah, and, um, this nice. is what an MMO is. Yeah, it's community. Um, yeah. yeah. Luckily, it's easy to get the crystalline conflict match after eight p.m. AEDT. That's true. Crystalline conflict so, is usually yeah, well, pretty. Crystalline channel. Yeah, I've, crystalline conflict. You can do it pretty much any time of yeah. day. Frontlines. If you try and do it at the wrong time of day, you're not going to get in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. CC is five minute queue all the time. Yeah. Yeah, same, mm -hmm. yeah, same for me. And if you if there are at least nine other people doing it, they're probably going to queue again. Yes, yes. Yeah, you see the same people in there, you know, between matches often. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not all creativity and calm to make up for the lack of numbers, however. Some members of the community have been incredibly vocal about the lack of local players. Some have decided to go back to their original data shards, and others have refused to move in the first place. I understand Me. some. <laughs> I understand some players might have hesitations about player count, but to dismiss the local servers out of hand strikes me as a little unfair. We're comparing a 12-month-old data center to ones overseas that have had a decade to grow and flourish. Well, I mean, I agree. The, the reason I haven't moved is because I have a house. 
Right. Yeah, you've got a house, but like, also you, you know, people have spent this ten years on these servers. They've made friends. Of yeah, yeah, part of that world now. Mm-hmm. I uh, think it's very premature to expect people to just drop their entire life and move to the Australian servers. Yes. One of the this is for new players mostly. Yeah, and speaking of housing, one of the positives of low There's... population servers. Yeah. Theory. I was just going to say, there's still heaps of advertising for 14 in Australia. Yeah, we've talked about this before. The advertising in Australia specifically is kind of bonkers. And the fact that it hasn't yielded more results is kind of odd. Like, I guess there just isn't the market that Square Enix expected? Because they've been going pretty hard I mean, for a long time. I would... I, I, had, I suspect that's the case. I mean... I do also think that, like, the launch, advertising it just after the launch is not necessarily the best time to have done it. It would have been better if it was, if they were able to get this server in for the expansion launch. Mm -hmm. So it might have been timing, but we'll see. That's true. Um, Okay. One of the positives of low, low population servers is that there is ample housing. While other data centers have had to expand their wards to cope with housing demands, Materia still has plenty of room for all. So much so mm-hmm. that my free company house is the only one in the entire ward. Oh I can't stress Beautiful. this enough. Among other data centers around the world, that kind of availability is unheard of. And that's true. That's, that's true. true. Yeah. That, uh, that's, I mean, we've... When I, was doing, yeah, go on. when I was doing the housing district unlock quest, I was like, wow, mm. no one's here. Yeah. Except for one person who's everywhere, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Uh, the um, yeah, the, the, I think one of the problems with Oceania is that I the, it's so far away from the other groups of like, except for Japan. Like, it is far away from North America. It's far away from Europe. It'll give us bad ping. So even if there yeah. was a lot of housing. There's not going to be a lot of crossover because of that, which Europe mm. and North America well, crosses I mean, constantly. If, if Europe never got servers in Europe, mm-hmm. I could see more of them coming here. Yeah. But they did. You did get servers in Europe rather yes. than Canada. Yes. So like it, you've gotten used to having good ping. Yes, that's true. Um, so it's just in a difficult position uh, for that as well. So it's not going to get a lot of bleed over from like the other regions, I no, think, other than possibly. I agree. Yeah. I agree, chat. I think this it will really benefit from if they ever unlock regional data center travel. Yes. Yes. That is true. That's true. That is true. So, a year later. What has Materia done for the local scene? It's given Australian and New Zealand players a place to call home. It may take a little longer to get non-current content done, and people may need to rely on their friends and trusts a bit more than normal, but it's that mateship that has come to define the servers. Despite the problems, Materia has become a small, close-knit part of Aetheris, and we like it here. Don't use that word. (laughs) You uh, you get a fair go on Materia. (laughs) Um, I have a very adverse reaction to mateship because mateship. it ruined the first season of Australian Survivor, but that's unrelated. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, so, um, yeah, it's housing has been interesting. Just it just reminded me of housing. Uh, we've we've been since they've added new wards. Our ward has been very empty after the first like round of housing, mm. the housing lottery. Right. 
we are getting neighbors Man. now. I'm seeing it now. There are they are being sold. We're on the free company only award, so that's probably why. But it was weird to see like wards empty after after yeah. a lottery had like concluded. So we well, might there are houses in the new <clears throat> wards mm -hmm. that are now for sale within the new lottery. Yeah. That's weird. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I I suspect that the reason that there's a lot of empty spaces still is because people always go straight for the largest and the medium. Yes. And mm -hmm. now that those are being taken, people are going to now settle for smalls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Guys, a small house is a joy. Okay? Yeah. You're on the property ladder. And, and it's so I probably cheap. had more fun decorating my small house. Yeah. Than trying to figure out how to get a medium to look good. Because the further you go up, and mansion owners will know it, free company mansion owners, Lukeel knows it, you can't make them look nice enough because there's not enough space. You can't have a table with like 50 food items and really intricately uh, designed There's layouts. not enough housing. Not enough housing, yeah. yeah. Like, there's we, plenty of space. We oh, sorry, always enough, yes, end up, like, and it's currently the state of our uh, mansion right now, and I love little details, and this is the bane of my existence because there aren't enough furnishing slots we always have one room that's completely empty and that's the weird room with a like viewing window like what for, first of all why what kind of <laughs> house is this where you have like a, a just a giant ass window into the room with two doors by the way like it has both rooms have two doors i'm talking about the upper floor of the mansion stupid uh, but anyways, that's... Walls like yeah, I know. I, well, that's another house, a um, couple of housing slots, you know? We don't we don't have that. Yeah. A luxury. It's silly. Yeah. Most, like, a really well-designed medium <clears throat> often has, like, the basement or the upstairs blocked off. Yeah. That's what a lot of people do, yeah, right. where, they, where one floor just, just has to be that's blocked. That's not making use of it. Small... No. Small is it's got it's a good um, small you know, is just good and it's like, worth getting if yeah. you've not got a it's house. It's not making use of it, Mela, but they, maybe they need those extra hundred slots that they wouldn't get with a small for what they want. Yeah, to well, do. true. Yeah, but I think we definitely need um, double the item slots all around. I agree, I agree, and that also goes for outside because that oh, absolutely double. Yeah, uh, outside needs to be doubled, but maybe yeah. inside, maybe like add a. 1.5 multiplied yeah like, yeah anything sure. but what we have now we need more um okay that's that for that um next is something interesting that people have been observing on the lodestone yes someone on the subreddit named red plum girl yes posted this the um trust window on the lodestone lists zero as um a trust NPC. That, a leveling, a levelable, a levelable trust, trust NPC, which means that we're probably going to get to have her in the story for a bit. Well, that probably means that she's going to be relevant at least into the next expansion. Because why would they put her here? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and what's very funny about her is it's a zero's avatar. Even yeah, she that was is an avatar. That's true. Oh yeah. Um Yeah, uh interesting development there. Um I'm fine with that. I think Zero, despite her her um you know, one single point dimension personality, you know, hasn't quite got into the second plane of existence yet. Mm -hmm. She's kind of cool. 
I, I've always thought she was cool, and it'd be nice to have someone new join the game because yeah, you know the old lot are just bleh. Mm-hmm. You know they've been around forever. Yeah, kill off one of them. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna yeah. go that far, but like what I would say is that we since Rain was not like since Rain was not a regular trust NPC in Endwalker because she's still on the first. We we were down to having only like two regular female uh, scions that accompanied us into dungeons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fact that Reen's on him means there is a potential that Zero gets <clears throat> left somewhere in the future. Yes, that's true. Yes, it doesn't mean that. She, yeah, yeah, that that's true. And sure, you do have to deal with these dissatisfaction of having one level eighty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But- um, okay, well, um, that's uh, that's just an interesting observation, I suppose. Um, all right. Oh, that's not supposed. Oh God. Well, we're going to talk about it now. Um, the um, ah. the thing we alluded to earlier. I'm just going to clear uh, this and do it again. There we go with the right slides. Professional podcast. Uh, eight years in. Uh, there it is. Yay. Okay, well, the ultimate has unveiled uh, an issue that has been there for a while, but mm-hmm. it has uh, shed some. Brought it to the forefront. Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's now an actual problem. Um, so, for those that don't know, um, fourteen, and this will not surprise you if you didn't know, <laughs> uh, in fourteen there is a cap uh, on how many buffs slash debuffs you can have um which (laughs) is now breaking the fight for some people um and people are dropping uh jobs like dancer and sage um because eventually you will so during this fight a lot happens there's a lot of debuffs going on you a lot of buffs lots of shit happening Mm -hmm. it unfortunately leads to the cap being like reached and from that point on things will not apply um, so if you have mm. a job that applies a lot of buffs, like Dancer or Sage, you might end up just wasting shit because it's not actually applying and you'll have problems. <laughs> um, mm. That's happening now. Um, and this is a problem that's been here for a long time. We've talked about it, in fact, on yeah. this podcast before. Well, Destiny and it's Arsenal l- was the, the yes. first major time. Well, it's concept. a l- it's a large reason why they're pruning um, dots from many of the jobs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that sort of band-aid approach isn't sufficient. No. <laughs> no. I don't think this is excusable. <laughs> okay, I don't well, think it's... there's anything Yoshi P can say which will make me go, oh, do you know what? You know, you know what happened. he's gonna say. He's gonna say bits and bytes and and keys and bobs and digital computer. It's just not on. It's one house of cards. Yeah, yeah. It's it. It's embarrassing. This feels like. Yeah, it feels like they knew the problem was there, but it wasn't pressing enough when it appeared first the first time, and then they just kind of left it, and now it's becoming a real problem. I think this can be fixed easily. I don't think this is something they can nec- that is necessarily impossible to to resolve. Mm. 
Yeah. I mean, the she, game well, breaks. I, and, uh, I mean, mm. undeniable, it breaks. I think during this, this fight. has been brought to the forefront because this is so important. Mm -hmm. that, like, it works yes. during an ultimate fight. Like, if this happens in an alliance, right? Yeah, whatever. It's not, like, serious content. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's annoying, but like it's not gonna break the game for anyone. No, but it is weird yeah. that it is that it has been in there for so long because I mean I guess I don't look at our buffs and debuffs that intensely when we're doing alliance raids, but I'm assuming it happens there as well because there's a lot of buffs and debuffs going on sometimes during those fights. Huh. It shouldn't happen. You should no. know when you're a healer or a or a buff or a, like a, a support DPS. You should trust in the game that when you pu push a button to buff or heal that like buff hits the people you're you want to right that it hits everyone but that is not the case yeah you might get it like fire off a dud it, it won't do anything that's a problem that's a broken game mm. mm -hmm. um i think my chat alluded to this earlier i think my favorite example of this occurring is a black mage stepping into their ley lines and not getting the effect right yeah right and that's infuriating because yeah. because that even has like a visual that's supposed to tell you that you have the buff now but it's not applied yeah well well no because if you look at yourself lakeel you get mouse over you get mouse over text that says ley lines dodge it's <laughs> mm. awful it is horrible um so yeah um i'm expecting a response from yoshi p and he's probably gonna do I... the usual spiel where he he apologizes profoundly uh explains he something about yeah. bits and profuse profusely uh he will say uh bits and uh bobs he'll say due to the number of <laughs> characters that we are able to process with the server right. and ticks at any one point it means that we had to improve. Here's this how computers cap. work. <laughs> yeah, this and is a bite. <laughs> he'll talk you into not really, you know, not really caring anymore, and then he won't solve it. He will solve <laughs> it. He will. This I will think he solved. has to do something about this. I think this is very important. Yeah. Um, I think on a slightly related note, something that I've seen people talking about that I think would have been cool specifically for this fight with Omega, but it will probably not be a thing because hopefully they'll solve this issue. Mm -hmm. Would be that like. People were saying, like, wouldn't it be cool if there was a mechanic where you had to overload Omega with, like, uh, dots and debuffs such that it can't get an extra buff that will kill you <laughs> because it's already, it can't add any more. Yeah. That would be a good, funny use of the mechanics. But if that yeah. was the mechanic, then the limit should apply within that fight only. Mm-hmm. But we it know it's not limited yeah. to that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that's a fun mechanic idea. Yes. Um, you can do that, absolutely. And people that's saying that it's a PS4 limitation. It probably, it could even be a leftover from the PS3 because it says that this is an old mm. bug. Well, quote unquote bug. It's a limitation. Um, so, this yeah. has been an issue since Heavensward. Yes. I don't know if it yeah. was much of an issue in A Realm Reborn, but once Heavensward hit, many mm. classes have got many more dots and debuffs and yes. stuff. Yes. And you could definitely see it when you're in Alliance raids very easily. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Okay, so there you go. That's the buff cap issue. Um, hopefully fixed soon. Um, we will probably cover it next week if uh, Yoshi P makes I feel as if we might get the response at the same <clears throat> time as Yoshi P congratulating the, the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. That, that yeah, sounds yeah. like a likely uh, scenario. All right. 
Um, that's that for recent events. Uh, it's time to read some Mogmail. So let's uh, let's jump into it. It is time for Mogmail. <laughs> I like to introduce things twice, don't I? Here we go. Mm. This is from Tristan Lightwell from Brynhildr. I'm sorry, this is going to be a lot of text, I think, if I remember. Yes. Howdy, speakers. <laughs> Do you think that the Sundering was a physical split? Like, was the theories actually physically chopped up and then reformed into all the reflections and source? Or was it more of a spiritual, etherological process, whereby everything was mirrored and de-densified? The first option sounds uh, like more work and would necess necessitate the sundering taking the time required for each shard to be to be reformed into a planet. Reformed. The second option seems to seems like it would be more immediate and would explain why some things are similar between shards, like why each zone on the first can be mostly matched up with the zone on the source. The way I've always interpreted the situation aligns with the second option, immediate sundering and mirroring the world and the ether following to fill the reflections before eventually evening out between all the worlds. The shards were immediately uh, planets capable of sustaining life and each region was a limited mirror of the original region on Aetherus. This kind of also explains why everything on the source and the shards are smaller than they were on original Aetherus. However, when fighting Zodiac, we see that he is literally missing some limbs and tentacles, which I, I guess means that those other parts of him are hanging out, wriggling about, on the other shards. This means he was literally chopped up during the Sundering. After we fight Emmet Selk, all around us is the remains of a city that I assume was once Amarot. I don't think Emmet Selk would take the time to make two copies of his beloved city, uh, his where am I? Uh, Emmet Selk would take uh, the time to make two copies of his beloved city, one pristine and one ruined. Was it possible that we were fighting above the actual ruins of Amarot? If so, this means that the actual area that contained Amarot was chunked over to the first and not mirrored to the other shards, and potentially not even to the source. Both of both of these points to the physical sundering. So what do you all think? Physical chopping up and reforming of the planet, or mirroring and lessening of everything equally? Thanks, speakers. Whew. That's a heavy... What a heavy... Um, I mean... Mogmail. Amarod is entirely made of ether. It's an yes. entirely... He, like, it's entirely a construction in itself made. He... he, mm -hmm. he that is... I think it's... He explains Based that. Based upon the ruins of previous... Amarod, I assume, yeah. because there are mm -hmm. ruins around that so area. We, so we have to take Amarod out of this. But the... Um, yeah, physical chopping up and reforming. We never seem to get any explanation that would line up with that, I think. No. No. I think it's definitely the second theory where it was an ethereal split. Yeah. The reason that Zodiac might look more chopped up than others is because possibly as a result of the ethereal... Like, because Zodiac was the direct target, maybe he was physically affected in the way that, like, the surrounding Aetherus was not. Yeah, I think I think so too. Um, uh, we already it's also like, know... Yeah, go on, Mela. It's like having, like, 14 pieces of coloured see-through plastic all on top of each other, and then you split them off. Mm -hmm. And now they're all paler. Yes. And individual. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the ether has been split from one full stack of bits of 
paper or whatever mm -hmm. into lots of smaller ones. So it's the same, you know, all of the planets are the, the same. They're all ethereal. They're all whatever. Yeah. They all have the but same starting like, point, like yeah. basis for, yeah. And then and they all they diverge. followed the same, like they all have the same species and yeah. It, then they all just took on their own. Well, like, well, roughly. We don't know for sure. Partially. Yeah. There's no, unless the elementals are the equivalent, there's no equivalent to the pick, to like the fae right now. That is true. Yeah. There but there, but some... that's what I mean. Like they started off the same, but then they diverged because they all, yeah. you know, it's random. The cultures mm. are slightly different, and then things evolve slightly differently. But yeah, they're yeah. all from the original. Well, yeah. also like genetically, we've uh, evolved differently. Like the fact that like there's no uh, gender disparity in terms of birth rate for Makote on the first, mm -hmm. where there is on our on the source. Yes, that is true. Yeah, yeah. There's some little things. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's definitely that, um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to add to that. It's, um, it's an ethereal, uh, ethereological process, um, uh, that occurred. Yeah, I don't think it could and be it's, a physical I, I mean, it is, an, it's, an, messy. it's like a very interesting, like, um, idea to have, like, a world with the, which has the exact same layout it has all the same like settings if you will then you make copies of them and then just let them run and see what happens mm. and that's essentially what's happened here and they've all sort of made slightly different decisions that have and evolutionary paths that have you know made them unique planets that's why it's like that um yeah i think if it was a physical split then that would be like taking different chunks of the same planet and splitting them off. Yes. It wouldn't make as much sense because we, we have evidence in Ronker on the first that there was a similar evolution there with the elegance we have on ours. Mm -hmm. And obviously the similarities in the races, it'd be weird. I, I think, uh, yeah, ex exactly. Because if, if we go for that uh, theory, then it would be extremely unlikely that the maps would line up the yeah, way they exactly. do. Uh, so, mm. yeah, it, because they would be chunks of the original planet and, yeah, they will mm -hmm. all be different looking. Um, they might not even be life on some of them in that case, right? Because it's, it's all, that's mm. super random then because it has no, because they're just chunks, essentially moon bits. Yeah. That's what happened to the moon. Yeah. Um, I think the void is probably the one that will be the less, the least visually similar to any other currently existing shard because mm -hmm. of how distorted it has been <clears throat> as a result of the flood of darkness. Yes, yes, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, thank mean, I you. imagine yeah. I imagine the first is also similar outside of what has not been touched by the flood of light. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, uh, thank you, uh, Tristan Lightwell. Uh, let's uh, move on to the next Mogmail. This is from oh, a Sony Mark from Madwin. Madwin, where is that? Is that Australia? Or is that a no. JP? Is that an NA? I think it's a... I think it's a JP, sir. Oh, JP. Okay, oh. I see. I think. Uh, but don't ask... No. 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 Chat says no. no chat says no. Uh, okay. Will we? <laughs> also, the name in the bottom right is incorrect. Oh shit! Ignore oh, it. Oh, Don't read right. it. Don't read it. I like the explanation for Dalamud basically being thousands of years of people thinking it was real made it real to the twelve. 
Um, and I have and I have no real evidence, but Derek or the Ook Ook are giving Oshon vibes. <laughs> Ook Ook. Uh, also, are we uh, ever going to find out what Assem was doing in the final days? I really thought that was where we were going with this, but it doesn't seem like it. And do we think that the 12 are based off of people Venant knew, like the Watcher? And do we think we met them? Or just get a, a tale story like the Watcher? Okay. It is true that we we don't know what... Because we know Azem had a plan mm -hmm. to solve mm -hmm. the issue of um, whatever uh, Meteon was doing. But we never saw what it was. Right. I'm still a little bit of the opinion that maybe the 12 are related to that. Yeah. The yeah, the the theory that the watcher is the hidden 13th would definitely tie this I don't know. It's mm. The 12, my, all of my theories about the 12 and all of this stuff is just completely shattered after the, the pre, like, it's reforming now. Um, the people, the people that Venon knew, Oshan, let's talk about Oshan, that's the easiest one. It's Oshan. It's Oshan. Derek is Oshan. I think, I think Derek is Oshan, yeah. That's the easiest one. Uh, he. There's no way he's not. If he's not, I'll be. He's really a very angry. weird human. Yeah, that because uh -huh. if they've just red herringed us uh, and Oshan, I'll be upset. Uh, maybe he's the Watcher. That would be, uh, or like not the Watcher, whoever they, whatever the thirteenth one. Maybe he's the thirteenth one. Maybe that's the twist. But um, other I don't than that, think the thirteenth is the Watcher. Because I feel like that's such a weird thing to leave us on and not let us investigate ourselves. Mm -hmm. oh. I, I feel like the solution has to be something be that we can't investigate right now. The Opa Opa is a good shout, actually. The one that observes. I agree with that. Yeah, always watching. Um, I still like the idea that the 13th is the, the shoe bill, but I don't think Yes, I really like that theory, and yeah. I'm sad that it probably isn't, but... Um, I think the saying the watch was the thirteenth could be a way of making us push back towards thinking that they're all ancient related. Mm -hmm. To try but, and then push us away from that right at the end, say no, the gods really were gods or something. Well, no, they can't be purely gods because we've already got the connection between the mayor and. Um, oh, it's true. Yeah, the text yeah. now thing. Alpes, yeah. I don't know. I. Well, sick of the ancients at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, we need to just we need to get past that because I'm 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 kind of with you a little bit, but that is the world right now. That's what yeah. our world is. So we have to accept that that's our origin can't story. Pretend that it's not that anymore. No, it, it is a part of the law. Yeah, um, and, and and besides, considering what the ancients could do. To an Aorsian or an Ethereum, they would be gods. They could just materialize mm. things. They could make life. That what is that but I mean, a god? Wait, I mean, Emmett Selk could pluck people from the live stream. Yes. No, that is true. Person from Ethereus can do that. No, so I wouldn't be too. I'm not gonna. 
you know, I knew that this is that was where this was going from the moment you know we uh, learned about the ancients, like in Shadowbringers. That's when I knew that. The I mean, are, are you happy that they're ancients. probably not just purely primals? Yes, that yeah. I am. I'm glad that's not the case. Yeah, that would have been the lamest possible option. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah. Um. It is likely it is uh, the twelve are based of people that Vena knew, but I don't think the thirteenth. I I've that the, is true. Can I Senna did actually pluck someone from the the live stream? Yes, that's Maybe true. She's, an she's essential, but she is blessed by the elementals, which is another unknown force to us. Yeah, that's true. The elementals are the thirteenth. You I mean, are not. That is not a bad theory, considering they even mentioned it during the quest. Well, see, I agree. The problem is the fact that they did mention it during the quest. I feel like they would have made more of a well, point of it true, if it yeah. was going to be important. Uh, that's true, but maybe they don't know. Isn't wasn't part of the text that they don't know who it is? Like the forgotten? But why would they have such a specific relationship with Nofika then? That's true. I don't that's know. True. There is something with the uh, the elementals and the gods, though, because they seemed acquainted during that quest, but that, that's something else. Yes. Um, but yeah, that explains why... Um, uh, Kane Senna can do that because she has she has supernatural powers um, from the elementals. Remember when they remember when they said they might not end up being the gender you expect them to be? Yes. Yeah. That hasn't come into play yet. It also doesn't make any sense considering the lore that they presented in the previous quest. They take the form of yes. what people expect. <laughs> it's yeah. essentially the basis of the quest. What we're doing when we learned about that. So, uh, be weird if they just didn't look like how they're depicted in Aorsian lore. Mm. Um, so, I don't know. Well, He just wanted to throw us off the scent of Nofika. Maybe he was referring to Oshon. Yeah. Because Oshon's Oshan... just a hero. You know, just Oshan's a normal man. Just... Just an RMT seller. Uh, yeah. It just... <laughs> the last quest text... RMT sellers like... aren't that handsome. No, that's true. That is true. <laughs> Um, just that spamming us with gold websites. <laughs> he might also be referring to the Opa Opo. Yeah. Which could be the Watcher. But we don't know. Wait, no, that doesn't make any sense because we don't know, didn't know about the, the Watcher to begin See, with. The, or the, the thing 13th. Is, I, I just don't think the Watcher can be the 13th because we because of that tale from the dawn that explicitly ties, like, yeah, pretty yeah, explicitly yeah. ties the Watcher to. Sorry, the summoning of every Nightmare. time when I say the Watcher now, I mean the 13th. For some reason, it's just overwritten my uh, yeah. the name for me. But yes. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, I think you're, you're, it's likely um, that they are people that um, SM knew. Uh, or sorry, Vanan knew. Um, because mm -hmm. it's all ancients it's... in the end. Yeah. I still want to know what Azem's plan was. Do you think Azem's plan is more likely to be related to the 24-man raid or the 8-man raid? Because remember, Azem did tell um, uh, Elidibus about us. Yeah. To expect us. Well, Azem, I, maybe they will They will both have, like, half the story. Because the 8-man is, like, before, like, while she's technically still around. Mm-hmm. In the past, whereas the twelve man will be what happened. So maybe we'll see like what her plan was gonna be, 
and then the 12 the 24 men will say what her plan ended up being maybe you know things changed that would be really cool that would be cool went to plan Mm -hmm. um maybe we'll get a bit of lore each way i'm so excited for that continuation it's too bad i have to wait so long for it (laughs) But yeah. yeah, well now I'm actually now that we've talked about, it, I'm kind of getting re excited for the eight man raid again. Oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and the twenty four man story is excellent. Yes, yes. Shame about the MSQ. I'm just, uh, I'm just. <laughs> this MSQ is not that bad. Yeah. I I'm a little bit worried about the eight man raid just because I because of the fact that like we've now moved to the present day. Mm-hmm. I'm worried that it will suffer the same way in the, the Eden raid did. That once Thancred and Uriange like disappeared as a result of the MSQ, it felt like the story kind of just completely shifted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll have to see how that one concludes. I'll be, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay, well there you go. Uh, thank you, uh, Sony Mark. Sorry uh, about the name confusion there. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's pop another one. Uh, this is. From Usora Akari, uh, from Goblin. Goblin? Uh, yeah. No one plays on Goblin. Uh, uh, Usora does. Uh, hey there, speakers. I was recently watching a video arguing that the job quests should be replaced with a job dungeon on the heels of Lapis Manalis having a lot of Reaper lore. Whilst I'm not the biggest fan of the idea, it did make me think of how few dungeons are directly tied to a job. Basically, Temple of the Fist and the aforementioned Lapis Manalis. If you could get any dungeon directly tied to the lore of a job, what would you want? I'm personally partial to another Amdapur dungeon, yeah, that specifically gets into more white mage stuff, but maybe I just want more Amdapur. Thank you, thanks, uh, as always, for the content, Usora Akari. Yeah, I agree, more Amdapur, please. Um, <laughs> There's still so many mysteries related to Amdapur that are unexplained. Drives me nuts. Like, why... Why do they have statues that look like Sinidas? Yeah. I can't believe, like, even if, like, if you work with MSQ, like Banri Oda, surely at some point he must have been like, okay, so we have Sin Eaters that look like the statues in Amdapur. Has he written... Is there an exp- Is there actually an explanation that we just don't have yet? I wonder. Because I would have... That would have kept me awake at night if i made a world and i suddenly have two identical entities from different worlds and it's completely unexplained in the get in this in the story i mean surely mm. there is an explanation somewhere you have to ask him during and the you had such test. a perfect ex- opportunity to explain <laughs> you had such a perfect opportunity to explore it in the level 80 post shadowbringers quest yeah and you end up babysitting <laughs> a couple of white mages in practice yes Oh, I hated that. What a way to end the job quests. Good lord. I know. I, I, I feel so sorry for you because the end quest for Scholar was so <laughs> satisfying. And then I did the white mage when I was like, what the fuck is yeah. this? This That was going to be like the big one. I was so ready for like the Amdapur lore and why we do light magic. Like what what is all this? Nothing. It's just about these children oh. and a tree. So yeah, we are probably going to get two more Criterion dungeons before the end of the expansion if we are to believe that slide that we got when they were showing the outline yeah. for uh, 6.x. Mm-hmm. Here's a choice. Here's a here's a, here's a a Sophie's choice for you, Lakeel. Oh, God. Do you want the Gridanian dungeon to be Amdapur? No. Or do you want Don't it to be... <laughs> or do you want it to be... Um, 
what's it called? Amdipur. Now I can't. Amdapur. You want it to be Amdapur. Yeah. Well, oh, sorry, Gelmora. Yeah, you want it to be Amdapur. Gelmora, yeah. Which one do you want? <sighs> you get one. Oh, and the annoying thing is that both of those uh, places have dungeons in them. Amdapur Keep, Lost City of Amdapur, Tazumosa Todorak, Tamtara Deepcroft. And then there's um, the Deep Dungeon, Palace of the Dead. That's Gilmora. That's Gilmora, yeah. For sure. Um, the residential district. I think maybe be because of that, I think I want Amdapur because I need to know what the fuck was going on. I think the theory is, I mean, my theory is that they there is some lore about how um, they they were able to to take things from. Oh God, I can't even remember something about the statues being like based on something from somewhere else, another world. Mm -hmm. That's that's lore that's in the game. So it is likely that it that they had some sort of access to the first somehow, or like the uh, realm of light, and then um, that ability to like create like the equivalent of void portals. Yes, because we know what the statues were. They were ornamental things because this was like a the city of like culture and music and all. It was like a very artisanal mm. town, and it had. But yeah, and eventually they started. They 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 used their originally like their big like human statues and stuff like that, and then yeah. they eventually had to resort to using turning pots because into of the weapons. because of the war of the Maki, uh, mad, no magi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they um, they had to like have like well, a Mark defense. Did start it. Yeah, they, they had to have a defense. Mark did nothing wrong. They sure did, Mela. They were the bad guys. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. but the um, they had to like resort to having statues that could be turned on, kind of like Hogwarts, you know, like that scene when McGonagall oh, yeah, activates the that. yeah. That's kind of what they were. They were just standby defense mechanisms. But it's not that that intrigues me. It's the design because it's clearly Sin Eaters, um, and we have no explanation mm. for why. Like yeah, I mean, I know we still. Are curious about Gilmora, but like, what more is there to tell at this point? Yeah, not much. There isn't. It's much. just an interesting society. Amdapur has more secrets. The only thing I can mm. think of that I would like to know is like, because we know that there are still some people that cling to Gilmora, like the poachers. You know, there are some people Dusk that are. Whites. What did you say, Gary? Dusk whites. Dusk whites. Yes, the whole yeah, dusk whites. Um, and I, w I would like, I would be nice to see like how they live. Because dusk whites are essentially invisible. Rare. Yeah, there's dusk yeah. white erasure all over this game, and uh, I would like to know more about them, please. Um, so yeah, that would be nice. But yeah, if I had to choose Amdapur because of the glaring like lore gap that we have about the Amdapuri statues. Yeah, so. and just to make it really fun, you, the accompanying NPC will be Kane Senemela. I'm sure you'll love that. Ah, uh, I'll not do any of them. It, it's almost guaranteed <laughs> that she's going to be the, the yeah, NPC for that. Well, no, so. it doesn't have to be Kane Senemela. Oh, maybe it's there uh, are other. It could be a Rooney. It could be one of her siblings. Yeah. Yeah, whatever their ghost code. A yeah. Rune? Assume... I don't think it would be Isumian. Isumian is his name. Ah, I mean, he used to be the leader it of Kodonia be. before. Hmm. I don't know. Um, okay. Um, oh, yeah, the thing to the Amdapur 
statues. Yes. You know how the void sent confirmed that they don't bring their full selves through. Mm -hmm. They go into like soul form, mm -hmm. portal through, yeah. and then take go jump into a statue. Yes. Who who made the statues look exactly like them? Why do the statues look exactly like what they look like on the other side? If Are we talking about the void sense? Now we're talking about void sense. Okay. Well, no, because we've seen that some weaker void scent can pass directly through. And then if you have a particularly large void gate, you can also let them through. So, so sometimes like, they've seen the real forms. and That's what I would suspect. Made loads yeah. of statues just in case they want to get, get through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. just I think so. Okay. Yeah. But and that is an interesting was the point. Yeah, that is likely something. <laughs> but I'd it would also be... like to hear the Void Sense opinion on their brothers and sisters who were captured by Mark. Right? Mm, yeah. I don't think they care. I don't think there's no brotherhood amongst that's, Void That's sense. true, yeah. They're kind of they're not very nice people. You have made me think now, Mela, because there's a... And that's dangerous. Uh, there, There is a <laughs> sequence in Amdapur Keep, if you remember, when you enter where there are the gargoyle goyle statues that are initially statues and then they activate mm -hmm. and they become void scent now this is an yeah. amdapur mm. so it doesn't quite make sense that they had void scent statues but well no because remember this has been overtaken oh it's post invasion like... obviously so yeah, it's like the void yeah. scent have there's all the lambs of dalamud so yeah, yeah yeah that's the whole storyline there yeah well so... they, it turns out they didn't do but anything wrong either yeah. No, only some of them, Mela. Just a, it was just a split faction that was particularly bad. Maybe the heretics were the same, and yet we completely persecuted them. Mm. We didn't persecute all the her heretics. Eventually, we started to accept them back into Ishgardian society. Mm. Yeah, yeah, after we'd killed a lot of innocents, probably. I mean, we were gonna, we were gonna let it, if Azale lived, we probably would have allowed her to stick around. Oh yeah, but she, yeah, she'd have been around. Hmm. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm uh, just confused as to how this is why we, we need Amdapur know content. so much about them, and also, I mean, it has to be that the Sin Eater souls came through and inhabited. But that the sounds There's incredibly no way around it. dangerous, because unlike because the Void Scent, from what we've seen, they're they're capable of having some mm, thought. There is like some thought process in there. Yes. For most hmm. of the light the sin eaters they are not so much uh they seem to lose that part eventually that is true mm. and, and that would be incredibly dangerous opposites of each other yeah it seems like this because eden is like <clears throat> the proto sin eater isn't it yeah there's well, no eden equivalent in the void that we know of that we know of well loud no she wouldn't well no, she, she was, was just no, a big the, one. Big one. Sorry, the, it's not the Eden equivalent, like the capturing of things inside the Memoriate crystals. Maybe. Like it was never a one okay. singular thing. It was a result of behaviors that they started to like share. Yeah. Okay, uh, I can kind of yeah. see a link there. It might also be something we have yet to discover. Um, That's but, true. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, well, anyways, you, as you can see, we definitely need more of that. But the question was, do you, do you, do you want more uh, dungeons directly tied to a job to learn more about, you know, specific That's true, jobs? that was the question. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Maybe, if it works. Would you want a black awesome. mage dungeon, like, tied to your job, Mela? I mean, or a paladin yes, I would one, love cause... if the um, Ossery mm -hmm. was a dungeon. Yeah. That yeah. Would why cool. would the ossery be a dungeon? Well, they can make up a thing. Why would it? They be? can make up a reason for it. You know. If it was a dungeon and we got to explore it, I would love that. But if they sort of forced this is the black mage patch dungeon, then next patch will be scholars dungeon or whatever. Mm -hmm. That would be a bit forced mm -hmm. and weird. Yeah, that's. I true. like that lapis Manalis wasn't focused. No. On the reapers, but it was obvious they'd been there and it had loads of lore around it, but it wasn't yeah. like. For Reapers, it it sort of it gave cool. the same the, with Temple of the Fist. Yeah, but it it it, it sort of gives them. I don't it know. Makes I like them the feel idea. like they have. Yeah, I like it, but like not every class needs to have a secret training hall. Like, what would what would the Arcanist? Oh, no, it doesn't have to be anything be. to do with that. It would be the offices in <laughs> Limsa Laminsa. And you what? You have to go and like fight. Well, some that's a, that's also that's also a class, not a well, job. Well, yeah, but like. You know, well, I mean, <laughs> scholar one's basically there, isn't it? Scholar is in uh, Marauders tied Guild. To Nim. Yeah, it's in Nim. That oh, would be a Nimian. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would be cool. Well, we already have a Nimian dungeon, though. We have two. We have. Yeah, we have that Nimian dungeons. They don't really direct. I'm surprised we've never seen a Tombri that's like a scholar. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, that, so that one has scholar definitely has uh, something, but it doesn't have to be like training stuff. It could be, let's just—it's yeah, just about the background of the job. Yeah, something that's just loosely tied to your job, and it's a nice way. I mean, it's a, it's a free dungeon for the devs, like an idea well, yeah. to just be like, okay, well, let's let's look mm. at this next. But job. But the thing is, they don't. We don't get dungeons for fun anymore. We get to an expansion for the expert roulette that is true. At, at true. launch. Yeah, 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 that is true. All the other dungeons are MSQ related. Yeah. Um, when is saying there's a key point in the last question that during the time of Amdapur, the flood of light was not happening. Sin eaters didn't exist on the first then. Do we know that? That we is, don't know. We do the, not know. The, we we know that there's timey wimey stuff. We don't know if there was no flood of light time on the first. Time does not run synchronized with uh, the source. Yeah. So also, yeah. the flood of light might have taken ages. I mean, yeah. flood was, started. Sorry, started uh, flood started a hundred. Oh, it's tied to the calamities. That's a good point. That is true. But which one? Like, if it's all timey wimey, the calamities might have occurred in. No, but no, the flood of light is not tied to a calamity because it doesn't actually happen. It was good. That is true. Yes, this is a calamity that never happened. It was going to be yeah, uh, the and, uh, eighth well, one, wasn't it? Well, again... It I was mean, going to be the eighth calamity, yes. If anything, I mean, this just shows there's there's a lot of stuff but we need answers to. The Void... Which is why we need Amdapur stuff. Wasn't... I don't know. Well, the Void wasn't a calamity in the end, even though it feels like it was. Mm -hmm. But no, because it couldn't be... Reef, it couldn't be... They couldn't do anything with it. Yeah. Right. right. So while the flood of light was happening, there could have been sin eaters. And yeah, and that's the around. other thing. They said that the flood of light wouldn't have been usable 
It was only as a result of Emmett Silk's like interference that it would have been usable as a calamity. Right. They yes. messed up again. Yeah. 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 Well, there you go. If anything, just we need more Amdapur stuff. Um, yeah. Please, we need some answers. And it's so the oh God. Here we go. You you mentioned Amdapur, and we're gonna get stuck on it. That's just how it is. But the <laughs> the the fact that they made a whole expansion about something that we first encounter in Amdapur, and at no point do we get any Amdapur lore in the MSQ. Yeah. Nope. How fucking strange. They don't even draw a connection between them, really. No. These it's like atrocities. It's like they've never seen them before. It's like, wait, we've I seen mean, these. I will say, I think we're the only character that's seen them before. That's true. That's fair. I'd love it if you logged in them. after this, Lukeel, and went to do Amdapur, and then Shadow Ninja changed all the models to be something else. I'd be, so <laughs> I'd be so angry. I'd be so angry. is side content. Well, that's a no, good point. Well, because they... I, I yeah. think they change the dialogue that happens when you interact with the statue at, at the end of Emdapur after you defeat the Karibu. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So they do acknowledge that there is some connection. Yeah. God. That's weird. Sorry, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is side content, but it's still world lore. And it's even if it was side content, they can mention Amdapur, which is a civilization that's pretty important. Mm. You could say that the void stuff was side content until it was brought into the MSQ. So And I feel like they mentioned Mark a lot more in the MSQ than they mentioned Amdapur. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they were both as important as each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a weird omission. That's kind of, it's honestly kind of crazy that we know more about like So we know more about Mark, which is fair. They've got a whole raid series. Mm -hmm. Um but we also kinda know more about Nim. Yeah. 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 And Amdapur is just like there. Like it's we can walk through the ruins of Amdapur in the shroud. Yet, many versions of them, many different paths of them. Yeah. Like uh, Four. How odd. Um oh well. Uh there you go. Thank you, Azora. Um oh, okay. Well we need to wrap, actually. So um mm -hmm. thank you for your mogmail everyone you can send in more to speakersxiv.com slash mogmail we'll uh we'll we'll read again some more next week we have a lot to get through next week though so um look forward to that as well um mm -hmm. thanks for watching uh, we'll be back uh, next week on sunday but yeah. otherwise to the same time uh, like uh 9 p.m central european time 8 p.m uh, bst uh well <laughs> regular podcast time which is not what this has been running at for the last three weeks right yes so it's normal time <laughs> but on a sunday does that make sense <laughs> you might want uh, might want to go to our discord uh to get the notification when we go live uh, exclamation discord and chat if you're watching live if you're watching on demand links in the description remember to follow on twitter at speakersxiv twitch.tv slash speakers of heidland youtube.com slash speakersxiv exclamation discord and chat if you want to i just said that <laughs> but that's just so it was just okay uh okay we're done Bye. Uh, see you in the post show. Bye. It's coming up. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye.
You've just listened to an episode of Speakers of Eidolon, produced by Speakers Network. Producer for this episode was Lukeel Bravestone. Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy XIV is a registered trademark of Square Enix Holding Company Limited. If you would like to support the show, consider pledging to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash speakersxiv, or buy some merch at teespring.com slash stores slash speakersxiv. Link to both of these sites, as well as our Discord server, is provided in the episode description. Thank you for listening to this Speakers Network production.